Okay, we are one week in from the rate rises. Nothing fitting more than to bring in a awesome mortgage broker, Mr. Zach Constantino, to talk about <laughs> what's happening with interest rates and the market. Morning, everyone. Zach, thanks Good for joining us. Special guest from Shore Financial. Thanks, Billy. Here to give us the uh, the gossip. What's happening? Well, mate, I think there's there's a bit of heat in this room. I can't imagine what everyone else is feeling <laughs> uh, out there in the in the mortgage market. But uh, I need to turn up the ventilation in here. Hey? It's as hot as the property market in our little studio this morning after 13 rate rises. <laughs> it is. It. Zach, are you worried? Am I worried? Mm. I mean, you know things are always going to be all right, but there's, um, you know, there's reason to be thinking that uh, you know things might be getting a little bit, a little bit heavier than uh, what we have at the moment. But we are out of step with a lot of other countries in the world. But um, I mean, thirteen rate rises is is a lot more than. Um, Lot more than we wanted, a lot sooner than we wanted, but the reality is that there may be more. How about you, Mark? Are you worried? I know you're regulating the temperature this morning. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I think it's um, we're seeing more clients that are directly telling us that they are selling due to the rate rises, which we've never seen before. So, with 13 rises in, um the shock and awe of the first couple of rate rises we found uh, you know had direct impact when people got custom that they just knew rates were going to go up they were sort of okay um but this last rate rise and even just a touch before that we started getting um people actually telling us they're selling due to directly they're selling due to the rate rises we had people telling us you know they can't afford um you know, to the repayments and that's why they're selling. So I think it's at a stage now where people have depleted their savings or they're starting to seriously erode into their offset accounts and then they're saying, look, we're going to make moves. Um, the nice thing is that um, there's fat there for people, there's equity there. So once they're sold, they're not stuffed. Um, they're, je they're just they're just making arrangements to be in, in a in a in a better position, so it's not like they're stuffed forever. And it's it's but it's just like you know it's like changing clothes. They're just getting into something more fitting with property. Yeah, and I guess that's why we're still seeing numbers around opens and auction clearance rates, and because people are moving. Now, there are other people that are, I guess that that unreported demographic of people that aren't technically stressed but are due to their own budgetary guidelines and therefore you know don't want to put themselves in that um in that position so they will sell before they're in the category of technical stress um and that might be you know mums and dads selling their investment property or they're you know refining their their position they're selling a house and moving into a unit stuff like that like are you guys seeing a lot more of one type of property transact at the moment than another or pretty spread across the board? 
What do you think, Billy? Maybe Billy's got the insight for the apartment market here. I think um, the transactions, the, the purchases, it's, it's still pretty pretty widespread. Certainly on like the entry level stuff, there's there's still an appetite to buy. Um, the first home buyers that I think are stronger than ever at the moment with some recent you know stamp duty changes. So that's um, you know that's not holding them back. People have you know people that have been waiting to buy um, have probably you know have probably been um, you know allocated that, that budget factoring in all of those rate changes so on the buying side it's um, it's, it's steady as you guys but on the selling side I think um, there's there's certainly a little bit more entry-level uh, home stock coming on than, than there was before overall overall on the beaches we've seen about a 30 40 percent change in, in stock level so it's made things easy it sounds like a lot but we were operating in an environment where there were sub 500 yes. properties on the market well, and now yeah. we're getting into a more balanced market where um, it's just making it easier to transact buying and selling i think exactly. the impact that's massive on on mortgage holders as well right so i think with the 13th rate rises roughly 1300 dollars per month on average, an increase to a $500,000 mortgage and around $2,500 per month on a million dollar mortgage, um, which is which is huge, especially for people that have leveraged um, to their maximum at historically low interest rates two, three years ago yeah. and have come yeah. off. That's where the shock factor is, I guess, hitting, hitting hard a lot. And I mean, even the first time buyers from between five and 10 years ago, who might have been ready to go again and bought their first investment property, they're also in that category where, you know, there is a bit of that shock factor and then maybe that's passed on to renters and, you know, we're not seeing the rental um, the rental price side of things slow down or retract. So there's a lot of, um, there's a few moving parts and a, a, a wide variety of people that are, that are feeling it, but there are things that are on offer through the banks that's you know if you're thinking of selling and you haven't looked at um negotiating with your existing lender then there's definitely opportunities to do so to to, to reduce the stress and potentially hold on to an asset i think that's big so, so zach big. tell me about a, tell me about a typical week over the last month that you're having with with people that inquire so who are the people that are inquiring to did do deals with you? Are they refinancing? Are they buying? Who are the, who are the people that are um, that are talking to you at the moment? What are their sort of um, concerns, aspirations, or just what are the conversations? What's happening behind the scenes? Behind the curtain, um, yeah. Look, it is a real mix. First home buyers, obviously, you know, they are. If you're born, you're you're likely to be buying a property at some point in your life. So they'll never die, that, that demographic. So there are a lot of first-home buyers um, out there. So right. there's a lot of first-home buyer inquiry. Um, a lot of people are taking the position that, well, the market seems to have corrected. So, you know, if I can afford it now, if it works, if I can find the property, let's get in. Um, they're forecasting growth, as a lot of people are. Um, and then refinances. Um, I've actually had quite a few clients recently that, now we've realised some equity in their property because the market has has come come back, and um, when presented that that equity that that equity position and with the potential rate saving when they've come to refinance, um, 
we've found them in a position where they've been able to purchase an additional property. So there's a bit of a shift in, as I was saying, the, the people that have you know, potentially built, bought their first home in the last five, seven, maybe 10 years and haven't gone again are ready to now because they've paid down their mortgage, they've been able to keep up with repayments, they've built that equity and they've improved their income. They're in that accumulation stage. So, you know, they've come out of their 20s into their 30s, they might be approaching 40 and they get, they're, they're looking at, okay, what can I do to build my wealth? And then they, they speak to someone like me, we get a valuation done at no cost. We see that their property value has actually grown, their LVR is reduced. So we can then go and negotiate a better rate with the bank because the LVR is reduced. And then there's a bit of a repayment saving there if they just wanted to refinance. But then there's you know, quite a few people in, in the last month that have that have asked to release equity on their existing property and then upgrade. So either buying a new new place to live in or and keeping that as an investment or buying a secondary property to uh, throw into the rental market. That's good. That's a typical, that, that's what it's been typically for me over the last few weeks, which has been been good to see. And we've obviously helped a lot of people with um, telling them what the most competitive rates are in the market for their scenario and being able to make savings. So, you know, if they're just sitting there rolling off fixed or their bank hasn't been loyal to them in, um, you know, keeping them on the most competitive offer, um, that's why I'm here. That's why we, we do what we do to make sure people are on the best deal. That's where I'm interested. How many people are not being given the sharpest rate? What what percentage? Can you make it a general statement? Oh, I'd say 100% if you've been at the bank longer than you know a year or two because the really? best you get is a new-to-bank customer. As a new-to-bank client, you've got um, you know the best opportunity to get the best rate um, because from there on, it's, it's going to be you know, tightened up over time. That's why people move every two to three years. There you go. Okay. So now's a good time is, to make a call. Zach, is it the case? And this is this is um, this is a harsh reality. I've been seeing it reported out lately. Is it the case where the rich are becoming richer and the poor are becoming poorer because of the way these interest rates are? are you know, the level these interest rates are sitting at that only really the fortunate few on huge incomes can afford to do refinancing? Or are you finding that if someone's got that appetite in in any sort of, in any demographic, they can still do what they need to do? I think you could probably say yes to both of those because the clients I alluded to that have purchased their first time and are going again, um, they're by no means sitting back, putting their feet up and um, uh, watching their money work for them for the totality of their lifestyle. It's not the case. They're, um, you know, they're in that accumulation phase. They're savvy. They know that there's you know people that they can turn to for advice, so um, property professionals and finance professionals, um, to actually look at their scenario before they make any decisions. They go about their daily life. And um, in, in this case, they were two young accountants um, and they wanted to see what their position, how they could refine their position. So their first objective was to get a better, get a reduction on their repayment. And then they wanted to know what their next move might be. And I mean, unless you've got all the pieces of the puzzle, all the, all the advice from, I guess, your team, people around you, um, I guess it's hard to make the right decision. 
and you may not make the right decision. If it's, if it's just selling out of an asset, then you don't have the holding. Or if it's upgrading, you, you can get all the answers from all the people around you, myself included. So um, I know that there's a mm -hmm. traditional shift of um, growth in wealth amongst the wealthy in inflationary times. That's, I think, common knowledge. But um, there's definitely opportunity out there for people that are, you know, grinding it out, that are in the, in the prime of their career, in their working life, and want to shore up their future. It seems like the hustlers just keep hustling. Irrelevant to their income, medium, low or high, if you are a hustler, you are doing you are doing stuff with property, you're getting in there, you're making it work, you're saving money, um, you're just you're just getting an, an extra job or two. Um, you just this is the time to hustle. This is the time to hustle and it's it's the whinging's not gonna help. <laughs> It's you know it's it's a matter of fact of you know like our parents getting a second getting a third job, um, just making sure that the incomes the income's going to support the um, and 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 you know hustling to get out there to get a property. Well, if you can make good in the bad times, imagine how good the good times are going to be. I think you just nailed it. That's I think you just way. nailed it. Yeah. Finish on high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else to report? Um, I think Billy's gotten taller. Oh, don't know about that. I don't know. I think I get. I think He's my got back, heels on. My back straightens out every time there's a rate rise. Actually, makes me stand taller. Um, what do you reckon sure next does. month? Next month forecast is another rise before Christmas, before New Year. That that would be very rude from the RBA. That would be very very rude. I mean, there is that. They've got to be careful in their data assessment. Um, obviously, they lifted them because they saw the creep in inflation that was largely due to fuel prices. And they actually reported that the retail spend was on the way down, you know, so the the the, the local side of things affecting inflation um, rather than the macro factors outside of this country um, were coming more in line. Um, and now we're sort of out of step with the other countries in that New Zealand, England, the US have all held, although we're still under their cash rates. Um, we were, you know, one to go last month. So it'll be interesting to see with um, what's happening around the world, um, both wars that are seemingly happening and, um, you know, you've got the driving fuel prices, see what happens there. And then locally we've got things like Black Friday and the run-up to Christmas, which, you know, they usually, they usually stimulate the spend and people get out there. And it's a time of year where, you know, people want to get a little bit... Um, carefree so um hopefully they don't deliver a, another blow but it, it it's sort of likely that there there may be another one just because things aren't coming down as quickly as possible um triple black friday, friday it may be <laughs> that would be a black friday <laughs> it'd be a triple black so they are meeting one more time before the end of the year in december and then they meet in february next year okay so january and it seems like everyone's very comfortable that rates are going to ease up next year sometime. Yeah, that's sort of pushed out the, you know, that same question three months ago, um, a lot of people were forecasting rates to come down as early as May. And I think the earliest expectation now is around August, you know, more likely in you know, Q4 next year. Um, so oh. that, you know, 
whether that means in the interim there's one more rate rise or that's a hold from now until then, um, I guess we'll find out. But we'll be sure to keep you updated with uh, the daily change on on the expectations. Yeah, Billy, I'd just love a bit of um, certainty. I'd just love a bit of certainty. Nothing is certain, mate. Everything's possible. Well, I'd like it possible that if I come back down, but no more going up. That's what I'd like to see. So in summary, the takeaways from today, thank you so much for coming on, Zach. Billy, what are the takeaways for you from today? I think um, if you if you if you can buy and you've you've budgeted to buy a place, don't let, don't let don't let anything stop you back now. You're in um, you're in the best time to do so. And um, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's just a matter of time. We're probably at the hardest point now. Yeah, look, I think if if you are in stress and you want to review your scenario, reach out. Happy to help. My services are no cost to anyone here, so. Um, happy to review and give you insight on what's best in the market for your scenario. And at least you can go and you know, negotiate yeah. with your existing bank and say, hey, I'm looking around. I've been quoted this. I'm going to leave. What can you do to retain me? Then at least you've made that phone call that can potentially save you thousands. Um, otherwise, we can refinance and, and find you exactly what's going to suit you best to you know, keep your position consistent. And you or someone's broker can actually can coach them through how to talk to their bank. Absolutely. There you That's go. It. Have it. a great day. Thank you so much for coming in, Zach. You're an absolute legend. Where to get you up and out of bed at what, five o'clock this morning, six o'clock. <laughs> That's all right. I'll do anything for you guys. All good. You're Thanks, the best. Mark. Thanks, man. Guys, I hope this helped you today. And if you've got any questions, Zach from Shaw. Uh, financial, look him up. Um, he's a local Northern Beaches guy, but you can work all over Sydney. If so, as long as the people have got money, you can help them. <laughs> I can be anywhere and I don't need your money. I just need to see where your money's at. That's it. All right. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. Thanks, right, Billy. See ya. See ya. Bye.